Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Thursday and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so excited to have you here with me and my guest. But before we get to my guest, I just wanted to thank everybody from all over the world for listening to the show, coming back every week and listening. I really appreciate it everybody. And because, you know, every single week, my goal, as my voice just squeaked, um, my goal is to educate you guys, empower you and inspire you so you can go and help the rest of the world and help yourself live a fearlessly authentic life because that is the goal here. So, I do not want to waste any more time introducing my guest because she has so much to share with us. If you are confused about where you are in life, if you've hit rock bottom, if you're somewhere in the middle, if you're just, you don't have a job anymore and you just don't even know what you're going to do, I mean, this woman is going to inspire the heck out of you. I'm going to give you a little information about her. Uh, because she has accomplished so much. Emily Vavra is my guest. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here. I appreciate it. I want to give everybody just a little background about you because you've just accomplished so much. So Emily Vavra has turned her passion for business, all things health and wellness, mindset development, style, and real talk advice in her own brand, It's Emily. In partnership with her personal team, Emily has built one of the largest network marketing organizations to date, a nine-figure sales organization, which has over 145,000 people worldwide. Although you might see the glitz and glam of her now, and she's gorgeous, everybody, she started her business while sleeping on a mattress in her friend's house with zero money or experience in network marketing to her name. As they say, experience is the best teacher, and Emily's experience of almost a decade in the field has allowed her to accelerate other people's success. I could go on and on, but I really want to get to how amazing you are and how, you know, your story of of hitting rock bottom, how you grew up, why it was important. So let's just get going. And again, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You read all that and I'm like, wow, a lot has <laughs> happened. A lot has happened in the past decade. And, you know, I think it's so important when you see things on social media and the way people live and what they have. I, I always want to tell them, I wish I had a video camera on my first one to two to three years of my journey. So you would understand that it literally was a lot of hard work boring work, monotonous work, day in and day out that has led me to this point today, but it always wasn't like this. I mean, my goodness, growing up in Minnesota, uh, I found myself at the age of 23, just really bored, lost, tired, you know, all, all those negative low frequency type of words. I mean, I was working as a massage therapist working for a plastic surgeon, rehabbing major weight loss patients. And I was clocking in and out and I was 
trying to figure out other things I could do to make more money. So I nannied four boys on the side. And, um, you know, at that time it was like, get up at 5.00 AM. I would go to the local LA fitness cause I was competing in fitness at the time and do my cardio and commute to work and literally Jody work all day and get home at like seven or 8 PM at night and just crash on the couch. And I just remember thinking to myself, is this it? Is this life? Is this just what we do? And, you know, I was raised by a single mom who worked so hard. You know, I was the baby of three kids and she worked all the time to allow us to go to volleyball camp, to, to, you know, have the latest trends in clothing and things like that. And I watched her work all the time, uh, but never really have any type of freedom. You know, it just was living for the weekends. And I quickly realize like this was going to be my life if I continue to go down that path. And, you know, everyone in my surrounding uh, area, my friend group, my family was like, yeah, Em, it's life. This is it. Welcome to the real world, honey. Welcome to the real world, you know? And I was like, there's got to be something more to life than this. I I went through the same thing. And I understand that because people love to tell others that this is life. It sucks. You got to work hard. You work hard and then you die. Yep. And you're like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. This doesn't align with what I want. And maybe I'm a little different than everybody in my group of friends and family, right? That's probably what you're feeling. You're thinking, yeah. is this all there is to life? And you're you're thinking about this at a young age in your 20s because you're working at a doctor's office, nannying four boys, working out to compete in shows. And you're thinking this is a rat race. Like why? Yeah. I mean, this is, this isn't the life that I want. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, I, you know, I didn't re- reach that situation until I was in my forties mm-hmm. and I thought, okay. And my friends, you know, looked at me and said, are you crazy? Like why leave what you've got here? Right. And cause I, I didn't have anything to worry about, but it wasn't I wasn't aligned mind, body, and soul with all of that. And I and I felt like time was just passing along. I'm sure you didn't feel that way, that time was passing you by in your 20s because you were so young. Right. But did you? Did you feel like, I see myself in 10 years, I don't want to be doing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. I was just feeling, you know, I was playing the movie forward. One of my pastors, he always says, like, play the movie forward. If you make this decision, play it forward. Where are you going to be in five to 10 years from now? And I remember vividly just feeling so depressed and lost. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was looking for validation in all the wrong places. I was just trying to discover who the heck I was. And I was at church, this non-denominational church, and he was talking about playing the movie forward. And that's what you should do in your life and your relationships, like play it forward. Where do you see it five years from now? Is it going anywhere? And that's where I really was like, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I barely have enough change left over to like make a target trip, (laughs) you know? And that's when I was like, something's got to give. And I didn't know what I was searching and I was open. And I believe that's why I allowed network marketing to come into my life because I was 
asking the universe, like for something, I was like, somebody, something, somebody help me, you know, and I was just putting it out there. And that's when, you know, I found what I do today. So growing up with a single mom, like you said, so many um, children have grown up with a single mom or a single dad, and they see that life and they say, I don't, I, I admire my mom or dad for kicking butt and, and trying to put food on the table and dress us in the most beautiful clothes, whatever it is that they're trying yeah. to do. So you, it, you feel okay, but you look at that parent and you say, I don't want this. I don't want that life for myself. Right. And everybody, like you said, looks at you and says, but this is life. You've got to accept it. Yeah. Do you remember, you said you, you talked to your pastor after you didn't see the five-year plan. Is that when you really dug in your heels and say, I've got to figure this out because I do not want to continue like this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, I, I wish it just happened in one, one moment, but it was an evolutionary process of being open to searching for something else. I knew that I loved health and wellness. That's why I competed in fitness for a year. And it was like that excited me versus all the other things I was doing. And so I was kind of looking for something in that realm. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's go to, so you got it. You became a massage therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then what led you to your friend? How you just knew her and she introduced, tell us that story. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. You know, I, I didn't want to go to a four-year college and my mom was like, you have to do something. And I'm like, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what that looked like. And so I went to Aveda Institute in Minneapolis and just like the quickest thing I could do. And I ended up learning how to rehab major weight loss patients and with my massage therapist certification. And so with that, Jody, I was 19 working in uh, one of the you know, most high-end surgery centers out there in the Midwest. And I was put into this environment of like people with money, adults. Like, so I grew up really fast and all my old friends were in college. So I was yearning for women and friends and I didn't have it. And I could not relate to them at, at, at university, you know, drinking all weekend and living in dorms and like, it just wasn't my life. And so that's when I was at the gym working out and I met a woman who said, Hey, a group of us work out on Sundays. You should just come. It's an aerobic workout. Some of us compete. We practice our posing and I was like, gosh, what do I have to lose? And so I went and that's where I met a group of women that they all just were so similar in the fact that they wanted to get better as women. And I finally was like, oh my gosh, here's women that don't judge each other and they all are in their own lane and they, they all have a sparkle about them and they don't try to dim it. And so I started to go religiously on Sundays and I met a woman there who was on her weight loss journey. And she's the one that introduced me to network marketing, but it wasn't, I didn't meet her on the Sunday and sign up on the Monday. Like it took nine months of me knowing who she was, 
getting to know her, watching trusting her, trusting her. She ended up releasing 90 pounds and I saw this whole body transformation. And then I saw her start to build her business working from home and I knew it was in health and wellness. And so I was like, help me, help me, help me. I had like one of those rock bottom moments where it was just like, I call it the Jesus take the wheel. Where do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I go straight? Do I go up the cliff? I'm not really sure, you know? And I had a moment where I was just like, enough is enough. And I called her and I hardly knew her only from the workouts and then following her on Facebook. And I said, Hey, her name's Holly. I said, is your company hiring? I want to learn what you do. You just seem so dang fulfilled. And that is the day, you know, I met up with her. I started my business and really got my first real mentor. (laughs) I think I think everybody needs a mentor. And I like that you brought that up, that uh, she became your mentor. And could you think you could have done it without her mentoring you? No, no, not to the level. I think I could have dabbled, Mm -hmm. uh, but I needed direction and I had, you know, no idea what I was doing. And the difference with me though is, I was and am hungry and coachable. And I remember her repeatedly saying that. So at the time I was 23, she was 33. And I remember her talking to people around her age and they're like, I can't believe you're mentoring this young girl. Like she's 23. Like, are you sure? And Holly said repeatedly, she is the most coachable person and she's hungry. So of course, because everything I tell her to do, she does it. And until she stop, you know, until she stops doing it, I'm going to continue to guide her because she's producing results. And she even said to me, Hey, like if there's ever a time where, you know, you're just not in it anymore, you're not focused, I'm going to have to move on and mentor somebody who's willing to be focused because my time is so valuable. And I remember that and I was like, no, 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 I'm here. And that is a trait that I've passed down to all the thousands of people I mentor as well. Um, That, you know, we take it seriously. If we want people to take us seriously, we have to present it that way. We teach people how to treat us every single day, what we allow, what we reinforce. And so that's what I, that's what I did. And I was just like, wow, this is a gift and I'm not, I'm not going to waste it. Did you feel like you had to hit that rock bottom before you moved on because as you said, it was sort of a Jesus take the wheel moment and where you were like, I got to pull something or I've got to go somewhere. Do you think in order for you to have gone there, you needed to hit rock bottom? And how do you feel about people hitting rock bottom? Do you think that's something everybody has to do in order to move in the direction they feel they, they want to go? Yeah. You know, I believe at the time it was so bad. And at the time that someone's listening to this right now, it's probably, you feel like, how can it get any worse? And, you know, it's not, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Eventually I realized that. Can you say um, that again? Cause I love that. Yeah. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you, right? Mm-hmm. That shift, that loss of job. It's not, It's not, it's happening for you. And you have to look at it that way. Because if, here's the thing, if I would have never hit a point where I just felt like, ugh, like crying, what do I do? It's very foggy. I cannot see clear. 
I would have never got to the pain point of saying enough is enough. Now I'm ready to change. And so I believe sometimes our biggest failures, our biggest setbacks are our biggest gifts. And, you know, if not, if you're comfortable, if I was comfortable, if I was sitting on a a six figure income, working a corporate job, I would have never gone to the level that I did to change myself, to develop my business, to grow, to squash limiting beliefs. I would have been comfortable. So it was such a gift. And, you know, I, I think everybody needs to see it that way. Um, but the, the, the tricky little part is having enough drive to get out of it. And, you know, I think that's why it's so important to put yourself in a growth environment, to put some, you know, deadlines with goals to it, to make sure that you do get out of the funk that you're in. And, you know, I believe it's possible for anyone though. The desire just has to be big enough. I like that you brought up the desire and I like that you brought up having, again, the mentor, the coach, somebody holding you accountable. She told you, Hey, this is what we need to do. And are you with me? And when you're not with me, you need to tell me because I'm not going to waste my time on you because there are other people that have this hungry desire to change the way their life is. They want, they see themselves in five years in a different situation. They don't see themselves where they are right now for the next five to 10 years. Right. So that must've taken some time for you to like breathe, breathe that in, exhale. You know, we talk about in, in fitness and in, in any type of business that you have, we have self-doubt. There needs to be discipline. So you're breathing in confidence, you're exhaling self-doubt. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about as you're getting involved and you're working with, with Holly, um, the, the discipline it took for you to stay on track. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And this is everything. It's the consistent things you do day in and day out when you don't feel like it. And my goodness, I mean, I remember, you know, when we first got started, she gave me her old desk because we ended up moving in together. We both said, Hey, we're single. We're going to build an empire. We had a TV, but we never plugged it in. We put our affirmations all over the TV with post-it sticky notes. We had like our income goals on our door. So we would touch it every time we walked out the door. We had it in the spoon in the silverware drawer. Um, so, you know, I, we set up camp. Right. It sounds um, that way. That's yeah. yeah. I had my first vision board and then whiteboards to draw everything out, um, set up. I had a stack of books that she gave me, used books, and that was it. It was like, here we go. Um, and it was like every morning we would get up and we would walk or run the lakes in Minneapolis. We'd go to the gym and then it was like, okay, who are you talking to today? What are you doing today? And I was like, oh, I'm like, I had 900 Facebook friends at the time. There was no Instagram. And so it was like, I mean, I was a little freaked out. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, what, what do you mean? Who am I talking to? And, and that's when she was like, we need to get you to go to a networking group. You need to go to a sunrise breakfast and meet a bunch of women. And I'm an outgoing introvert. 
So, you know, I, if I'm comfortable, like I'm going to talk, but I, at the time I was just like, what do I even say? She's like, you have to have your 30 second story, your 30 second spiel. And I'm like, my spiel, I'm like, it takes me about 10 minutes to explain what I do. And so I was freaking the frick out. Like I literally was like, oh, every single day, Jody was just a fight. Like every single day, my armpits were sweating, pit in my stomach, tripping on my words. Um, and, you know, that's when that's when I grew, though, it is I would do a meeting and I would assess the meeting and, you know, really look at, gosh, what could I have done better? And, you know, my first few meetings, she came with me. And, you know, now I do this via Zoom for other people, but you know, I would just watch the way she would do the meeting. And, you know, we would do that day in and day out. Um, you know, some weeks it was just like zero growth, uh, so much rejection. Um, but the discipline factor, like, I mean, I, it was inside of me already just from how I grew up as an athlete, um, never getting anything handed to me. I am so grateful that my mom taught me work ethic. And I watched my mom, you know, gosh, as young as I can remember, because she had to figure out the car stuff and, you know, the house stuff. And she was the, she was the dad and the mom and all the things. My mom had like the little note cards out every single day on the counter. And she had her to-do list and, that is literally what I remember watching. And she's, my mom still worked out. She still did buns of steel. She still did the thigh master. Like my mom just did it. And, you know, through the pain, through the stress that my mom went through and she is my biggest role model. And so when I started this, I was like, discipline wasn't hard for me because that is how I grew up is watching my mom be ultra disciplined. And, so I just, it just is became a part of who I was at a young age. And I just kind of transferred it into this business. Um, but there was times where I just wanted to run away from my mentor. I literally wanted to <laughs> run. I was like, she makes it look easy and I'm done. Like I'm done. I think I'm done. You know, um, it's very scary. Yeah. I, you know, I've been involved in network marketing, uh, not to the point where you have, but I've been involved in it. And I know that it's very scary when you you, do, you go to open up your mouth to tell somebody about the business, the products, and, and you start fumbling over your words the very first 10, 20, 30 times, right? <laughs> yes. And yeah. practice takes part. I mean, it's not being perfect. We all know that the goal isn't to be perfect, but, you know, maybe a little bit when you're doing the pitch, because that first pitch is so important and mm -hmm. learning the right words. And and yeah. I loved what you were saying. You said you're an, um, an outgoing introvert. Yes. Yeah. 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 Meaning like I can turn it on. I'm outgoing, but I am more introverted. I like, I'm an empath. I get drained from people. I love people, but like, you know, it's, you gotta like, I'm, I'm there, but I'm not there for a long time. <laughs> right. And you probably love your alone time where you're not yeah. talking to anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. very similar to that too. Like when I have to be on, I'm on. Yeah. And then, then I just, oh, close yep. it down. We're so similar. Yeah, <laughs> it, it truly it is. So you, 
How many years would you say if somebody is interested in getting either starting their own business, getting involved yeah. in network marketing? And I want you to talk about more more about network marketing a little bit. Um, it is the number, the top three qualities, characteristics you need to have to be successful. Number one, discipline, right? Oh, yeah. So what, what would be a few others? Yeah. Hands down, you've got to have the self-discipline for sure. You know, um, the thing is we talk about mentors and I I get messages constantly. Will mentor me? I'm like, that doesn't like, I'm not coming after you to get you to take action. A mentor is like, Hey, you have a question. Let me guide you. I think people have this idea of if I have a mentor, then I'm, you know, half the time they're just not disciplined, right? So yes, the self-discipline is absolutely everything. Um, The hunger. Here's the thing. If you're going to start a a real estate business, if you're going to start a jewelry business, if you're going to start a network marketing business, you're going to start a fitness business, you have to have the hunger, like the passion within you that you, you believe in this gym you're starting. You believe wholeheartedly and that hunger is going to drive you every single day to have the discipline, to have the consistency, to get your message out there. You know, and if you're, if you don't have that hunger, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be difficult. I'm just going to say that, you know, and, and you don't want to ever get complacent. I see that with people, whether it's weight loss or a business or whatever it is that people get complacent, they go in and I'm sure you've worked with people like this. They're like, I'm all in, I'm all in. And then you see the, the action, you know. Waiting and the yeah. discipline and you're like, yo, where are you? Yeah. And I'm sure at this point in your career, you're like, okay, you know, I just this, know. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I just know. Uh, it's like, I'm a talent scout at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then number three, I would say it, it's the good old fashioned. This is nothing new, but the consistency factor, right? It's like, you have to be willing to be bad enough until, 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 and it's like Malcolm Gladwell, he talks about being excellent. It takes 10,000 hours. And, and so that's the thing. If you want to be a speaker, you know, are you willing to, you know, you know, kind of suck in the small spots when you're speaking to five people on a Zoom, go through it, go through it, serve in the small places to get to the large places, the consistency of, you know, learning how to lead a class. If, if you're a trainer of some sort, you know, how can you make it more dynamic? How can you get better, right? How can you get better at social media? How can you get better at your messaging? And, you know, you have to be consistent so long that you can really evaluate everything you've done. And that's how, what I do with speaking now. It's like, I evaluate after a talk, whether it's on the news, whether it's a keynote, you know, we look at it, I look at it and I'm like, what could I have done better? How could I have sunk into my heart more? How could I have? And, and Jody, that's what people don't do. Like, I feel like they don't evaluate what they're first. They're not consistent. Second, they don't evaluate. And I don't, and I, I agree with you. And I also don't think that it's sometimes it isn't teachable. I think sometimes, and that's what makes you so special. Like there aren't a lot of Emily Vavras out there. I mean, you are unique. You took the ball and you ran. Yeah. You know, you're outstanding. You are different than everybody else. So everybody, you're a great role model because you have just been 
disciplined and consistent, but not everybody is like that. And, you know, I want to talk about this in more detail. We're going to be going to a break soon, but I want to talk about how, um, if you've ever worked with anybody who wasn't disciplined and wasn't consistent, if you were able to tweak that, because I, I don't, I, I, do you think it's, yeah, it's teachable or do you think that people innately are like that? We have one minute. Yeah, I think it's absolutely teachable. But first, before you go to the how, you have to get to the why. So I found, find that sometimes when I talk to people, they haven't dug to the depths to, to find the hunger. You know, they might, you know, be married to someone who makes a great income and money isn't a thing. Well, then that's not their thing, but maybe significance is, and they want more of an impact on this earth. And so finding the why is vital. And then I can build to the habits of the how and form some kind of accountability for them. Everybody needs that accountability. And once I can implement that and get some habits engraved in them, they'll start to see it more success and then reprogram their mindset. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. If it doesn't just come naturally to somebody, it's sort of like, when you competed, I competed and winning that award, that trophy that cost $10. It's not about the money. It's about the accomplishment. Oh, for sure. Right. And it's about the hard work, the consistency and the discipline. So we're going to go take a quick break. Everybody hang in there. We'll be back with Emily Vavra and we're going to talk more about network marketing, self-discipline and lots of other fun things like clothes too. (laughs) You guys in a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. 
Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hello, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. This is Fearlessly Authentic with me, Jody Harrison Bauer, and my guest, Emily Vavra, who is a self-made millionaire. She's 33 years old, has been in network marketing for 10 years, is a keynote speaker. This girl rocks and you are going to learn so much from her. Welcome back, Emily. Hey. Uh, When we left, we were talking about discipline, self-doubt, lots of things like that. I wanted to get into a little bit more about network marketing and I have so many notes and so many questions I wanted to ask you, but I know one of the things that attracted you to working with your mentor at the beginning was that, um, and I've heard you say this before, you look at the way people are living. I think that is such a great message because I love it when you see people who are, let's just be real here, not successful. Okay. Whether it's in their life personally or financially that they're not successful. Why would you work with them? So you want to look right, but they're telling you, Hey, do what I did, do what I do. And you're like, why? Right. Yeah. I always say success leaves clues. (laughs) So, you know, it's, you model people's behaviors. And, you know, and that's if you are someone trying to get people to follow you, which is probably a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs listening to this right now. That's why leadership and the way you live, even in the pursuit of whatever you're trying to do is vital. Like, are you follow worthy? Would people follow you? And if you're super inconsistent, it's like somebody who's wanting success isn't going to trust, whether it's conscious or subconscious, that you could help guide them to where they want to go. You mentioned when we were talking a while ago about you kept use the word squirrel. And then I saw a post (laughs) explain, I know we got off a little bit, but explain this whole squirreling thing to me. Yeah. Our audience, you know, in this life, especially now that we're all on the internet 24 seven, right. People are very squirrely. I can be squirrely. uh, But what I have found is there's a lot of really passionate smart people out there that they are going like 10 different directions instead of like hunkering in on one to two things. They're like spreading themselves going, you know, 10 different directions, getting nowhere fast. And I will tell you, you know, now I have multiple businesses every season, like it takes a ton of energy and hyper, hyper focus if you want to actually make some real money to create momentum in a business. And if you disperse your energy into five, 10 different things, you're never going to establish credibility. You're never going to create momentum and what you're trying to do. And you're going to half ask everything. And that's what I see with so many people. I'm like, Oh, how many things are you promoting right now? Wow. I'm like overwhelmed. 
it's it's sort of like being a jack of all trades and never getting to that excellent point. It's like yeah. being mediocre in five or ten things. Right. And never excelling in top three. I always like to yeah. pick three things that yeah. I do the same thing. I reevaluate, yeah. reset, figure it out. And you figure it out through osmosis, through through yeah. action, right? Yeah. The action, yeah. the discipline, the consistency. Is this working? Okay, this was a dud. Move on. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And there may be a season like you, Jody, like you are like well known as a fitness inspiration worldwide. And but there was a season of your life where you like worked at that and pounded at that and became a champion at that. And now you can move on now. I mean, you're, you know, on Voice America, you have your own show and you could easily tell me a bunch of fitness stuff because you, 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 for a season of your life became a master at that. Exactly. And so it's like, I always tell people, you know, they look at me and they're like, you, you built this big organization and now you're doing this and that and this. I, I can go do this and that and all these things because I built this nest egg for myself. I became a master at this. And so I always tell people, I'm like, or I ask them, what do you really want? <laughs> like, what do you really want? Because they're, they're, you just need to drive. I call it driving the line. Like, you got to go deep with it if you want to become a master at it. If you want to just make a couple hundred bucks, then that's fine. But if you want to make a significant dent and build something worthwhile, you got to go deep. Because every master was first a disaster, right? Yeah, we all know right. that. Yeah. So let's go back to when you started your business. And you worked really, really hard. When would you say, so you, you mentioned three years, three years, you were just hunkering down, reevaluating, resetting, you were getting yeah. feedback from Holly. And Re- when was it when you felt like you actually were moving along at the, like past yeah. that season of working and just keeping your head down, not having a life? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say it's like the incubator. You're in the incubator, uh, especially in network marketing. It's a way different business model. Um, again, you're not going to a job. You're working it in the pockets of your life, right? Um, I would say it was the three-year mark where I was like, I got this. Okay. Uh, it just Still, there was hard days and still is hard days. But I was like, wow, like now I've got real momentum. Um, there's stuff happening. Um, people are looking at me. I'm established. They know they could come to me for my product or, or even network marketing. Um, so I'd say that it was the three-year mark where I was like confident. And that was really the mark where I was starting to make six figures in residual income. Um, as so you were well. about 26, 27 years old when that happened. Actually, 26 is when I made off my first million a year. So maybe for me, it was like two two years was I was making six figures. Um, but I still was, you know, questioning, you know, like, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Um, I think the confidence really came in the three year and and, in the power of network marketing, if you do it right. And you realize that people are not numbers, but it is a numbers game. Uh, that's when you can start to see the snowball effect. And that's what happened to me because I was so consistent for so long. It was like, boom, the momentum hit. And then it was like, um, um, over a million a year in residual income because of that boring consistency that I'm talking about. And you I know. wish everybody would understand that it is that discipline. I know we've brought it up so many times already, the discipline, the consistency, the hard work, nobody, nobody gets anywhere 
I mean, unless it's handed to you without working hard. And that's part of your hashtag real talk. And I've always said to my daughters and I say it to myself and I say it to my clients, you want to lose 50 pounds. You know, it takes effort. Effort equals success. Yes. (laughs) And when have you ever, and I used to say this to my daughters when, you know, when they were still in school, did you put 110% effort into what you wanted to accomplish? It was either yes or no. Well, look at the results you got. The results speak for themselves based on the effort you put in there. All day long, all day long. And it's so funny because I do certain things. And, and when people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, and I'm like, but do you know how many hours I worked on that? Do you know how much uh, meditation and prayer and deep diving into my soul that went into writing that keynote speech. It wasn't just, Oh, I read someone's book and picked some random stuff out of it. It was like, it was a lot of self work and a lot of like trying to put it together to see if, if it would land, you know, and it's the, it's the work when nobody's watching. It's the, it's that late night hours of just like, you know, journaling and going through the pain and continuing to go through it. And it's, that's the stuff that nobody sees. They see when you perform, they see when you, you know, but they don't see like the behind the scenes internal battles, you know? I think people really need to understand that. We we should yeah. talk about this because yeah. it's, it's not all, as, as I was said in your bio, um, it's not all the glitz and glam. I mean, this is what we see now. We see this you know, this beautiful woman in front of me, smart woman, but it was a lot of hard work. And I I really want, I I think we've driven that home for people to understand that whether it's network marketing, that's your business or any other type of business, um, you've got to put the hard work into it to get the results that you want. And then you've got to go back and reset and relook and reevaluate and move forward again. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm going to work hard now. It's, it's consistent, hard work and nobody's going to give it to you. Right. If they do, I mean, I don't know. I like to, I like to feel like what I have, I worked hard for. Right. And you won't, you won't appreciate it. And, and it's, it's, it's not as cliche as this sounds. It's not about getting to the top of the mountain. It's the journey. It is the journey and the pursuit. And that's when you realize and become who your creator made you to be. And it's, it, that is it. It's like, and in any time in my life that I've reached kind of a, a high point, I'm always looking for another mountain to climb because I understand that progress equals happiness. I'm the same way. I had uh, somebody in my life for a long time who would say to me, Jody, your plate is always full. <laughs> and I thought it is. And I like it that way. Yes. As soon as it would be empty, I would fill it up again yeah. because I just needed to keep, I'm a Capricorn. So I'm always climbing, scaling the mountain. And as soon as I get to the top, I want to scale it more and more and more. And you seem to be the same way. Same. I'm a Gemini, but yeah. You're Gemini, so is my yeah. daughter. Hopefully yeah. she's listening right now to this. <laughs> uh, you guys are around the same age. So one last thing about network marketing uh, is one of the things that a lot of people hear about network marketing um, that is not true. Tell me, tell me one or two top things that people hear about network marketing that are not true. Oh my gosh. Where do we even begin? Well, um, they think it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me as you know, a millennial, 
I don't get that. I get it when I talk to like my mom's friends, my age, people. The, the world has shifted. I mean, you look at the industry, it's like 331 billion worldwide. I mean, I'm, I speak on behalf of the entire worldwide profession. And, you know, you look at how many households, even in America that have a product in their home, they probably don't even realize some of them that it's a network marketing company. Right. Um, I mean, it is growing so much and it will only continue to grow because of our smartphones, especially at the time that we record this. I mean, we're turning the economy yet again. I came in during the tail end of the last recession. My mentor was in mortgage banking, got laid off and she was forced to look at what's a way that I can work money. Um, work and make money working from home. So, you know, you look at the trends and the change in the economy, moving to the digital age, especially, you know, people are looking for an easier way. People's values, especially millennials is, you know, contribution and time freedom, you know? So I think, you know, people, certain people that have a hang up about it, they, they, one of a couple of things, like they either them themselves, they had a bad experience. And whenever, whenever someone puts their arms up, I always say, sounds to me like you have a story, you know, why don't you go ahead and tell me your story? And, and it may have been someone signed them up, left them high and dry. They got a box. They, they didn't know what to do, what with, to do it. with it. Right. Yeah. You know, or it, you know, could have been that, they tried it for a hot second and they never really worked it as a business. And then they blame the company. They blame the industry for it not working when in all reality, they really just didn't work it themselves. I like that. And I, and I, that's interesting that you said that it's the other, it's the older generation, like your mom, I don't know how old she is, but um, almost 60. Yeah. Okay. So I just turned 60. So it's yes. So I think it's just a, a weird, it probably is just a weird thing. So all you millennials who are listening right now, get with it. Okay. Yeah. Just get yeah. with it. And because trading time for money, that is, that is the spirit of the millennials. They don't want to, you know, we, yeah. they see it. I have two daughters that are millennials and they see yeah. it. They don't, they want to enjoy life. And right. they don't want to spend the, their time working like they saw their parents working so hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Times have completely changed. And, that you know, that's really, you know, when I found network marketing is when I learned about residual income and making money while I'm sleeping and having money work for me. And I didn't grow up knowing about that. They don't teach us that in school. And so when you really look at what are the areas where I can build residual income, unless you have a nest egg somewhere, which who really does, and you can pour it into real estate, like this is a perfect business for someone to get their feet wet in entrepreneurship. It's a low barrier to entry. And it's a perfect ground for people to grow and get mentorship that they probably couldn't get anywhere else. And so, you know, there's so many benefits to it. And as far as the pyramid thing goes, I just laugh so hard because I make way more money than my mentor now. Like what, if it was a pyramid, there's no way I could do that. I have multiple uh, millionaires on my team. Uh, you know, it's, it, that's just, I, I find that they are just not educated and that's why they're, saying we're trading, you know, we're selling a product. If I wasn't selling a product or a service, then Then it would be a scheme. That would be a red flag. Right. Um, But we're, we're getting the commission for the referral, which is the best way. Referrals are the best way. I mean, I think of 
how I got my hair done, my nails, all these things I do. It was all from a trusted friend that said, you should go here. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So was there any point that you were so scared of making this big leap that I know there were times you were saying that, yes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the fear never stopped you from going forward. Where did you find the courage to continue on? You know, Jody, it was, if not this, then what? So that's what I would do every single time I got scared or wanted to quit. I would literally ask myself, if I don't make this work, then what will I do? And the fear of working for someone else and living paycheck to paycheck and having two vacation weeks a year and having someone tell me when I could pee and when I couldn't. And, you know, the fear that of that outweighed the fear of taking action. And so, you know, that's what I did is I just would continually ask myself that. And, and that's what made me press forward, I would say. I think that's great advice to everybody who's listening. If, you know, we all have our, our, our self-talk mm-hmm. and I know that something you've mentioned that you do, and I don't know if you did it before you started in this business, or it was just something that just came naturally to you. I'd like for you to share what you do on a daily basis to set up your day. So you are yeah. successful mindset, mind, body, soul, what you do to stay yeah. consistent and disciplined. Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And, you know, I think for anybody, whether you're doing network marketing, anything, are all of us, uh, we are all so unique and beautiful and just divinely created. And I feel like in this life, especially women, we compare ourselves, we, we kind of lose ourselves. And what I have found when I am strict on my routine, when I have uh, just a beautiful flow that's when I step into my power and I create. I create more than I consume. That's when I share my heart. That's when I I just feel so aligned with who I am and I'm not trying to copy or, you know, get lost in the shuffle of life. So listen closely. I mean, what I do is um, I do not, first of all, and you may have heard this, but I want to ask, are you doing it? I don't look at my phone first thing. I don't look at Instagram or as tempting as it is to get that dopamine hit. I don't do it. Um, so what I do in the morning is I go through a series of stretching. I have my coffee um, and then I do my gratitude prayer. Uh, and it, it's so simple, you guys. It takes five minutes Uh, where I, you know, write down a few things I'm grateful for. I do my prayers. And then for me, I love music. And so I usually play like a favorite uh, worship song. I love this band called MSC. They're actually, I go to the church here in, in Hollywood and I just connect and I set my intention for the day. How do I want this day to go? What am I going to bring to this day today? You know, like even today, I'm like, I get to talk to Jody today. Like, what am I going to bring to her? What energy am I going to bring to what I do? And I am very intentional about it. Uh, it's a really big deal of what I get to do, not what I have to do. And 
And, you know, then I do a workout and, you know, it may, some days it's a, it's a walk, some days it's, it's, um, you know, a shorter workout in my home because of COVID. Um, but then I take a cold shower, a cold, a cold shower. Um, and, and I get dressed for the day, even though I work from home, like some say as I am in fitness, but I still put myself together. I think that's really important. I agree. And, Yeah. And then I go about my schedule um, and then I end my day very similar, uh, but I'll take a bath and low music, nice music. And I do, if I feel like I need to just a short meditation. Um, But, you know, those are just a few simple things that I do. Uh, But the biggest thing is less consuming, more creating And that's where I find I'm way more happy. I get very squirrely and very overwhelmed if I take in too much content of other people's. I'm very similar to that as well. And I like the bath routine at night. I started doing that, but I wasn't consistent. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, I think having that routine and staying consistent with it is, is could bring you to the next step. Yeah. To, to where that journey is going to take you, where you sure. see yourself going, because I yeah. think you setting intentions is so, so important. So we only have two minutes left in the show. I can't even believe it because oh I have so many more questions <laughs> left to ask you. But the biggest question I have right now is what does fearlessly authentic mean to you? Oh, well, it, the, the name just gives me chills because it's very much of what I just stated. It's about being who God created you to be and not being a copycat and, and, and not dimming your light to make other people feel comfortable. It's just, it's, you're raw, you're real, you're silly. Sometimes you're, sometimes I'm in such a goof. Right. And, and I'm like, Oh wait, I would question myself. Like, Oh, is that not professional? And it's like, no, screw it. This is who I am. This is me in my raw state. And this, I'm not going to edit myself for anybody. And it's a, it's about being fearless and just going for it. And it's like you, when you show up of who exactly who you are, you, you have nothing to edit and nothing to hide. And at the end of the day, I think you can sleep way better at night when you just, you're just not a fake. You're, you're a real person. And it's like, here's my scars. This is me. Take it or leave it. And I hear the, yeah. Yeah. Here are the battle scars of my yeah. life thus far. Yeah. And I think when it comes to business and personal life, love, you need to be fearlessly authentic in all of those things, as you said, to just come as you are. Yeah. I'm not editing who I am for you or for my business, but this is who I am. And uh, I think that is just such valuable information for anybody to hear right now. And if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they reach you, Emily? Yeah. Instagram is fun at it's Emily is my handle there. Facebook as well. Um, or you can go to my website. It's Emily.com. Okay. Thank you so, so much, Emily, for being on the show. It was such an honor to have you here. I've enjoyed this so much. I'd love to have you come back. For sure. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week to fearlessly authentic. 
please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.